It's five minutes after the hour. You're locked into your favorite evening rise to Joe Lockett's show, your favorite Uncle Boss. We're going to continue the show that we did yesterday because we didn't get a chance. We had a lot of phone calls. We got a lot of uh, people inboxing us, and they wanted to talk about this. And uh, when we did the show yesterday and we talked about it, we did not know the kind of response that we was actually going to get from this, uh, and it was overwhelming yesterday. Um, so today what we're talking about is is the absence of fathers destroying the black community. And Unc, I have to say thank you like it in nation. Um, it is something that that needs to be discussed because if we want to move the conversation, we want to move things forward in our country, we can't continue to talk about certain parts of it. We got to get to the root of the issue that is happening in America. And statistic Unc, is overwhelming. And I think you have some. So um, when we started having, having this conversation yesterday before the show, you actually brought up a, a statistic that kind of blew my mind, and it was that 75% of black households do not have a father present. And I want you to say that one more time, Mom, because, I, you know, this is something that we really don't talk about in America. What's that number again, Uncle? 75% of black households do not have a father present. Now, uh, when we say that, I mean, think about that. How does that make you feel? How does that make me feel? How does that make the audience feel? Because if a father is not in the house and we're the minority, I said this yesterday, how is it that we're the majority without a father? I'm sorry, but uh, that says a little bit of something about where we are in our society because Without that strong man, there are some strong women out there. I want to make sure women understand, single moms, that we love you. You've done a great job. We see the things you're doing. But we got to address the issues about the black man in the household and why he's not there. And this is a lot of blame to go around, but I'm just not blaming and talking about it today. But we want to talk about how we can change going forward. Because I always have preached legislation, legislation. Let's get these bills passed. But also, Unc, I'm on the uh, platform today. I'm saying black men and black women, we have to do a better job of when we bringing kids into the world to stick together as a nucleus of the family or don't bring the child into the world. And it's simple as that because these kids are jumping off the porch. Y'all ain't there. Y'all tell them to go get a nine to five. They ain't trying to hear that. Okay, they're they not trying to do that no more. Them days are over. That infrastructure of going back to the industrial age, Unc, that digital age, they're not trying to do that no more. So my whole thing is right now, today, in this show, are you a single parent? Did you grow up in a single parent household? Do you remember when your parents had that conversation with you when you was a kid that the kids that didn't have a father, they're going to end up in jail, some are going to end up dead? Did it come true? Unc, we got a lot to get into the show today. Let's go. 866-551-9933. Um, I'm also going to bring in our intern, Troy, a little bit later on the show, Unc. But you didn't grow up with a father in your uh, life, Unc. How did that affect you? Because you turned out okay. Mm -hmm. But how did that affect you growing up as a uh, young black man in America without a father? So um, I, I grew up uh, in the hood, was in a bad neighborhood. Uh, not a high crime rate, not a lot of bad things going on, but there were bad elements. 
Uh, I grew up in the house with my um, grandmother, great-grandmother, my mother, my aunt, and my uncle. So you would think that when my uncle was was maybe my father figure, but my uncle was only six or seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that, that much older than me. So he, he was older than me. He was 18, 19 years old, but that's, that's still not grown. Certain things you have not experienced. So my father actually lived three blocks from me, three blocks from my house. But this is the thing. Something happened to my father in the military that when he came back, his mind was not right. Never got a clear explanation as to what happened. The only thing I know in my neighborhood, my dad was known as Crazy Charles. So I'm in my house with my mother's family. Everything is cool. My dad is in the same neighborhood, around the neighborhood. I, I can remember being a little boy being out in the street playing football. You would hear a car coming around the corner at a high speed. Everyone knew who, who, who it was. It was Crazy Charles driving fast in his car. Now, only one of my friends knew that was my dad, but nobody else knew that was my dad but me and my best friend. So imagine how it feels as a little boy, you playing with your friends, you're playing with your boys, crazy Charles comes around the road, everybody talks about him and laughs at him, and that's your dad. Wow. So not only was my dad not in my life, he was crazy Charles in the neighborhood. So for a long time, I, I felt some kind of way that I don't even think I can fully uh, explain because I knew something was missing, but I also knew his state of mind. Mm-hmm. So if he had been more in my life, I don't know, I could have turned out worse. It could have been totally different for me. So even at this point, I'm, I'm thankful for everything that I had, everything I have, everything that I've been able to accomplish being that my dad was crazy Charles but sometimes I used to think about what if whatever happened to him in the military didn't happen. Mm. And I started to talk to people to find out what kind of person he was before he went to the military and that happened. And I found out he was a good dude. He was a cool dude. He was a smart dude. Graduated top of his class. was one of the first uh, black guys to be offered a scholarship to Auburn. So I, I had to hold on to that to survive and be mentally good with myself being that my dad at that time was crazy Charles when I needed a dad in my life. Wow. So um, I, I look back at that time. Uh, my situation was my situation, but I look look back at that time and I think about how many of my friends mm-hmm. didn't have a father in their life. And the majority did not. And when I think about it and I look at the current number of 75%, it may have been 75 to 80% back in the, late 70s, early 80s. Most of my friends did not have a father in their households. And and, and I will say now that we missed something. We missed a lot because we didn't understand what it was to be a man. We didn't understand what it was to be a young man trying to be a man. We didn't have daily examples in our household of what it was to be a man. And And that leaves a void in your life growing up. And it also leaves a void because you don't know exactly what to do. Um, young men have certain feelings and desires and needs. And when you, and you don't have someone there to explain that to you, you have to figure it out for yourself. 
And if you have to figure it out for yourself, you have to figure it out in the streets. And the streets is no place for a young man to learn anything. And that's why we are losing so many young men. They are learning things from the street because we don't have that father in our life. 866-551-9933. The phone lines are lighting up, y'all. We see you guys coming out there. We're going to catch all our phone calls on the other side. Um, you know, Unc, as I sit here and I'm listening to your story, you know, and I think back to my childhood, I'm going to say out of 10 friends, there were maybe three fathers. Mm-hmm. About the same percentage, about around 70. But here's where the difference is for us. Now, well, I'm going to go back to then. The three men were there. They tried or were fathers to the other kids that didn't have a father. Those kids would come around to our house, right? And they knew how to act because they're going to respect Mr. Lockett. Mm -hmm. They're going to respect Mr. Williams. You know what I mean? They're going to respect Mr. Nook around the corner. So today, Mr. Lockett is not taking care of the neighborhood. Mr. Williams is not taking care of the neighborhood anymore. That's the problem that I see in our society because a lot of the kids who don't have a father, the, father, the people who do have a father, we are not doing a job in our own community to help out. Now, it's a lot of different factors that plays into why that's happening, Unc, because we don't talk to one another anymore. Our nucleus in the black community has broken down. A lot of us um, in the black community, when we get a chance to get out the black community, we gone and we going over to the suburbs because we want to live better, right? And so we don't talk to our community. We leave in our spaces trying to live better, but we have not left a legacy behind. And I think what is happening when we want to call it the hood, I'm going to call it the neighborhood. When you look at the neighborhood, and I drove through my neighborhood um, probably, I think about a week ago. The old neighborhood. The old neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I, I just drove, I drove through, and some of my same friends that were, I grew up with, some of them were still sitting on a porch doing the same thing they was doing when I was a kid. And you know, you, you know, you see them out there. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, everything that my father said came to fruition about that neighborhood. And some people, you would wonder, you know, they are still there. Some of the old people that you grew up with, they mm -hmm. are still there with the same mentality. But now you got the new generation that then came in, right? And those people are tired. Unc, the Mr. Williams, right? the Mr. Terry, they're tired. Yeah, they, they've gotten old. And so mm -hmm. the young folks that moved in, and those houses are Section 8. Now, when it used to be mortgage, so you got Section 8 houses, right, that's in there. And guess who the Section 8 houses belong to? Who's coming into Section 8? The younger people. And they're going in terrorizing Mr. Williams and Mr. Terry. All right, guys, we got a lot to get into today. 866-551-9933. Is the absence of the father killing the black community? That's what we're talking about right here on the Joe Lockett Show. Hang tight. We'll see you guys where? On the other side. Call the Joe Lockett Show. 1-866-551-9933. Call the Joe Lockett Show. 1-866-551-9933. Ah, Joe Lockett. M-O-E. 
man of experience, Joe Lockett. There are some things we wish we could weld shut. Like my mother-in-law's mouth. Hmm. And when it comes time for needing welding services, there's only one person to call, Mike Mitchell. From house gates to hunting trailers, Mike can weld it all. You'll get clean, strong, and precision welds when you call Mike. And with a portable welder, he can come to you. If you want your welds done right, call Mike Mitchell. Check him out on Facebook and get a free estimate. Call him at 1-256-531-4384. Find out what it might cost to weld that car hauler. Or my mother-in-law's mouth. Make sure you give Mike a call at 1-256-531-4384. Free estimates in North Central Alabama. Mike Mitchell, where there's a will, there's a well. This is your favorite Uncle Boz, and somebody told me that people are dying that have never died before. So it's time for families and individuals to step up and take care of business. I want you to contact my friend, Veronica Parrish. She is an independent agent with Lincoln Heritage Life Insurance, and she can let you know if you qualify for pre-approval for their final expense program. You can call Veronica's office at 205-386-5440, or you can even call her cell phone, 205-566-9183. America's favorite uncle, Uncle Boz. What's trending in America on the Joe Market Show? Get connected. Get connected. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Joe Market Show. Get connected. Get connected. You can also reach us at joelockershow.com. What's trending in America on the Joe Market Show? Better connected. All right, guys, 19 minutes after the hour. How you guys doing? What's going on, everybody up in ATL? What's going on, everybody up there in Jasper? Um, who else? We got Cubman to be locking in with us. Huntsville. We got Huntsville locking in with us right now. We got the West Side. We got the East Side. We got the South Side uh, here in Birmingham, Alabama. Appreciate you guys locking in with us, y'all. Uh, hello to all our people out there in Texas that be listening to us. Um, up in California, we got mm -hmm. our listeners out there listening to us. Uh, right here in uh, Arab, Moulton, and Florence. Appreciate all you guys, man. You guys chiming in with us on social media every night, calling into the show. 866-551-9933. Um, I know we got a listener out there in the ATL listening to us right now. They told me they was going to be listening. I talked to them a little bit before the show. So how y'all doing up there? Appreciate you guys locking in with us up in um, the ATL. Uh, this is a serious subject. And I did not realize how many um, people that it truly affected until I got off air last night and mm -hmm. I was getting the phone calls. Yeah. And I was getting the text messages from people about this is it's, it's not just a black thing, but I didn't realize how much it affected the black community. And this is something that we don't talk about. We talk about the racial part of it. We talk about the police brutality part of it. But we're being brutalized in our own community. And it's by us because as black men, we're not in the home. Numbers don't lie. Let me say that again. Numbers don't lie. Nobody's making up these numbers. And we can blame that on anything. But right now, 75% of our men are not staying with their women. That's today's number. Not 20 years ago. That's today's number. Let's get up to the phone lines, because we got a lot to talk about. 866-551-9933. Uncle, who we got on the phone lines? We have Christy. Hey, Christy. Thank you for calling the Joe Likert Show. Hey, how 
How are you doing tonight? Good. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Enjoying the show. Thank you. Thank you. So, so uh, what do you have to say about this situation with fathers in the household? I, I want to say that I, I'm on the other side of the father thing as far as what you've been talking about. My dad was present, and I want to just make a, a comparative analysis about the absence versus presence. And I think that what people don't realize is the presence of a father makes a big difference. And, and what that does is it gives stability. And it gives you, it, it, it almost, and I didn't realize this to the magnitude until he passed away, it's almost like they need to, men need to realize that being in the home, it gives your children like a pair of wings. It gives them the ability to fly. It gives them assurance. It gives them confidence. It gives them stability so that they can try to achieve. And I think that's what the problem with a lot of our young young men now they don't have that assurance they don't have that backing they don't have somebody there that says hey try it if it if it fails i got your back Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so they resort to things that are less desirable and so i do agree with this show this whole segment that our black men have got to try to stay in the home so that that our children can be confident so that they can try to aspire to greater things because until they do that we're going to stay in this perpetual cycle of violence and ill as we're in. Crystal, let me ask you this question. Um, for us women, our black women in our community, how can we, with this show, how can we be impactful to the women and talking to them to help them make better choices? Because we had a caller call in last night that said, you know, that was very poignant about what she had to say. And I was very, you know, I was impressed on that. She said that you got to love yourself before you try mm. to love somebody else. If you're not whole, you can't be whole for that man. And so what happens is the woman, she's missing something, and so she can't bring herself fully to the table, but she allow, because she don't know any better, and what she's seen, she allow anybody into her life because she don't know what a good life looks like. How do we change that, Christy, or in your opinion, in our society as men? What do we need to do, and what do women need to do better in, in our society? Let me just say this. I think, and, and, I, and I'm speaking from a, the, the standpoint, too, of not just the, the, the women who may be making bad choices or socio, socioeconomically depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about our women, too, that are, that are climbing that corporate ladder. Women have got to learn to stay in their lanes and be women and allow men to be men. I think mm. I've seen so many situations where women are trying to do both. You can't be the man and the woman. You can't raise a boy if you ain't if you ain't been a boy. So women have got to allow. And I understand it's hard to allow that when when men go missing. I get that. But when they are around Try learning how to be a woman. Embrace your femininity and don't embrace being strong. I read a post the other day where it says to call me a strong black woman is an insult, and it really is. I don't want to be. God didn't design us to have to do that. So mm-hmm. I think we've got to give our men more chances. Okay, so, okay, Chris, I want you to back up. I, I'm sorry to chime, cut in there, but I want you to back up. You say you don't want to be called what now? To be called a strong black woman, that's an insult. 
Because let me tell you why it's an insult. Because in corporate America, that strong black woman, you know what we're 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 identified as mm-hmm. angry, mad, attitudinal. And so that takes on a whole different persona for us in, in on a professional side. And on a personal side, God to for me, God mm-hmm. made me to be a, a helpmate. He didn't design me to have to be strong. He designed me mm. to be the softer side. And until we start to embrace those roles and treat our men better, they're going to keep wandering in the street. And I understand some of them are in a bad cycle. And I understand sometimes women have to just step up when they don't really want to. But try your best to stay in your lane. That's what I learned from my parents. Stay in your lane. My mama was the mama and my daddy was the daddy. Let's get our roles back. So what do we need to do, though? Because, Christy, that's easier said than done in this day and age for these for this younger generation. How do we, you know, elaborate more for the younger generation when a woman is picking this dude? Because I think the standard sometimes what these women are picking is bad. Absolutely. And, and you're right. You're right. They don't have something to they don't have anything to draw on. You know, I knew all along, if you can't treat me as good or better than my daddy, then you stay where you stay and I can go on. But I think that self-love, mm-hmm. um, I think that, self, that self-love night. is the first thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to draw closer to God and learn to love ourselves. And when we learn to love ourselves more, then we'll start to pick better. We'll start to pick, pick better mates because we love ourselves enough not to settle. You know, so what, I think, you know what, Christy, I, I think it's a it's a cycle, because if you're if you're a young lady and you don't have a father in your life, how how are you supposed to be able to tell what real love is, um, how you're supposed to be treated and what a man should do in your life It's like we repeat that cycle. If you're a young lady and you don't have a father in your life to show you those things, how in the world are you going to recognize it? and avoid it when you get to a certain age. And I hate to, you know, I know that, you know, people don't like to hear this. We've got to draw closer to God. And his word gives us a, a blueprint to, to draw on mm-hmm. and to let us know. And so until until we get a little bit closer to him and start to draw on that, and see what he does is he puts rams in the bush for us. So you, you for example, you can be a mentor for someone else. Mm-hmm. Show them what they need. Everything you you get is not always in the home right there readily at your disposal, but there's somebody out there willing and ready to help and show you and guide you. One of the things I hate to see when I go to the grocery store, people using a food stamp card to buy all of this convenient food, and I look in the basket and there's not one fruit, one vegetable. And one of the things I would love to do is teach young women how to cook a meal. You know, how to make a real meal. I would love wow. to try to do that. But my point is, we've got to do better on mentoring and less talking. we got to get out there in the trenches and do, do more to help show people and guide people because they really need us. 
Krista, you made some very poignant points tonight, and we love you for it. And thank you so much. Thanks for locking in with us. Have a great evening. Thank you. I appreciate you all for what you're doing. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, Krista. 866-551-9933. T, Jack, I see you. Uh, we're going to catch you guys on the other side because we, uh, we just not enough time to let this air. I know everybody want um, to speak, talk, speak a little bit. So, guys, hang tight. Uh, Unc, you know, what Krista said is similar to what we've been hearing last night. Mm-hmm. I think when we're talking about the women, right, that it's not blame game, but it's a talk game that we got to talk about. The choices that we are making, because I think right now we're living in such a microwave society. We're moving so fast. Our kids that we're bringing, our seeds that we're bringing in are getting lost, are getting left behind. And that's due to no fault of the decisions that we're making because we're making decisions without understanding truly the full consequences. And the consequences that we actually wind up seeing is our kids jump off the porch because daddy wasn't there. Our kids jumped out the porch because mama didn't know how to stop the baby from jumping off the bush because why? Daddy wasn't there. This is happening in the black community. 75% of black homes don't have a father numbers don't lie you guys are locked into the joe locker show hang tight is the absence of a father killing our community we got a lot to do unc we got a lot that's going on right now and in our society unc, I, I, and i'm honest unc this hurts my heart i mean it 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 bothers me because we're always at the bottom of the totem pole unc. We're always on the bad side of all these different things that has happened in our society. And this one here, I can't blame Donald Trump. I can't blame him. I can't even put this on Joe Biden. I can't blame Nancy Pelosi. I can't blame Chuck Schumer. I can't even blame Mitch McConnell. I got to blame us. We as Americans got to do a better job in our society. As black men, we got to stay in the homes, y'all. Don't take these girls' lives and put a baby there and you leave. And women, got to talk to you guys on the other side when we come back. I got to talk to you, ladies, because if there is a baby in this world, it needs his father. It needs that guidance, that leadership of that man. We cannot go into another decade with 75% of our men not being there. Hang tight, y'all. We'll see you guys on the other side. Our Thursday evening and Thursday night forecast includes a mostly clear sky. We'll drop back in the mid-70s, mild and muggy. For Friday, we'll top out in the mid-90s. Keep in mind the heat index, what it feels like, approaching 105. And there is a chance for shower storm on Friday as well as over the weekend. The risk of rain about 20 to 30 percent. Most of us stay hot and dry, and that carries into Sunday. On WVUA 23, Chief Meteorologist Richard Scott with your forecast on this Crawford Broadcasting Station. Life Touch Massage is a local innovative spa located in the Parkside District of downtown Birmingham. We provide affordable services in a relaxing environment for individuals who work, live, play, and travel downtown. We provide a variety of massages including Swedish deep tissue, hot stone, cupping, sports, 
pregnancy, and much more. Give us a call today or visit us online to schedule your next spa service. Remember, with Live Touch Massage, relief is only a touch away. This is Sylvia Rogers with Social Simplicities. Allow me to captivate, entertain, and inform you every Saturday at 4 p.m. That's Social Simplicities with Sylvia Rogers every Saturday at 4 p.m. M-O-E, man of experience, Joe Lockett. Laugh more, think deeper, be inspired, take action. Hi, I'm Kaya Wheeler. Get Connected, host of Connected Radio Birmingham, which airs live Saturdays on 101.1 FM at 5 o'clock p.m. My show focuses on community, relationships, and business. Watch now on Facebook by following at Connected Radio BHM. Give us a like and a share. Connected Radio Birmingham, more than a conversation. Saturdays at 5 o'clock with Kaya Wheeler. You don't want to miss it. Hi, I'm Big Daddy Dwayne Thompson. I'd like to invite you to embrace the taste of my new barbecue sauce, Big Daddy Bomb Barbecue Sauce. It's available at the Piggly Wiggly. So stop by, give it a try. Tell them Big Daddy sent you for Big Daddy Bomb Barbecue Sauce. So whether you're dipping or you're dripping, give Big Daddy Bomb Barbecue Sauce a try. Tell them Big Daddy sent you. And if you're going to sauce, sauce like the boss. America's favorite uncle, Uncle Boz. All right, America, it's 34 minutes after the hour. Before we get back into the show, y'all, I want to tell you about some of my good friends that uh, right now, y'all know the coronavirus is going on in America. And I We've been telling you guys on the show that if, um, nursing homes is not the place to be right now. But we have teamed up with um, all hard caregivers, y'all. They come into your home. They take care of your family. They, take, they pick up the prescriptions. They take you to the airport. They take you to your doctor's appointments. That sounds good, right? You know, wonder who that service is? Y'all already know. I talk about them all the time. It is all hard caregivers. And the number you guys need to lock into your phones right now. Because if you don't need it, you may know somebody who needs this number right now in America, in Alabama. 833-255-4237. That's 833-255-4237. And for all of our listeners who don't like to remember memorize a whole bunch of numbers, 833-ALL-HEART. Now, I'm telling you guys, keep your families out of these nursing homes right now. Use all hard caregivers. They got you. And do me a favor when you give them a call. Tell them your boy Joe Locker sent you. Um, all hard care caregiver CEO is going to be on the show tomorrow. Uh, she's going to be talking to us uncle about a few different things that's going on with the company and some of the things that she's been helping some of our listeners out with. So that's a great thing. I thank you guys for um, actually reaching out to them. And also, they need nurses. Nurses is in demand. So y'all go ahead and give that number a call. Again, it's 833-255-4237. So if you're a nurse and you're looking for a job, y'all make sure y'all give them a call. All right, uncle, let's get back into it. Um, we got a lot of people on the phone lines right now. We're talking about absent um, fathers. Um, not being in the home in the black community, 75%. Today, you know, and I, today I'm going to be a little bit prejudiced, Uncle. Is that okay? Because I'm not going to talk about the white community. Okay. I'm not going to talk about the Asian community. I'm not going to talk about the Hispanic community. Today, I'm going to be a little bit prejudiced today, y'all. Yeah, Joe Locke is going to be a little bit prejudiced. I'm going to talk about my community. 
Because I have a problem with that number, Unc, 75%. Now, some, some say 72, 73, but we shouldn't even be in the 70s. How can we be a 13% of the population, but we got majority of our fathers not in the homes? Something is going on, and it ain't all about brutality and the government. 866-551-9933. Let's get up to the phone line. So we got online too, Unc. We have T. What's up, T? Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, T. Hey, so I'm just tuning in, and um, I thought, you know, to call in because I have experience with this firsthand. Mm. So my father was not in my life um, growing up, and that's because he chose not to be. uh, My mother never bashed him, Mm -hmm. never criticized him. You know, they got a divorce, but she never uh, put a barrier uh, between us, you know, so he could have been in my life if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thankfully, um, I had a great grandfather. I had great uncles. I had role models that I looked up to in the church. So I never felt a void, um, you know, thankfully. Uh, so, and, and another thing I want to say is that, and this may sound crazy, but it probably was a good idea or a good thing that my dad was not in my life because, um, my dad has some issues, and unfortunately, he doesn't know it, um, you know, but he's he's a very um, toxic person. And so it probably was a good thing that um, he wasn't in my life. Um, he doesn't communicate with his own mother. She's 92 years old, and mm-hmm. they haven't seen each other in decades. Um, T, I got to ask you so, a question, if you don't mind, for me. I want to interject here a little bit because... You being a young lady, and I know you said that you had the strong role models, which was your grandfather and uncles and things other in your family. But I, I want to ask you this because a lot of girls are watching, listen to the show today. As a little girl, can you please tell me at that point in time and go back a little bit in your mind? You understand that now, but when you was going through it as a little girl and daddy wasn't there, how did that truly, truly T, make you feel? You know, honestly, Joe. I mean, and I and I'm and I'm very real. Okay. You know, I honestly did not feel a void at all. I mean, I just you didn't you know, want dad. Look, you didn't miss daddy coming to the school the events, tucking you in bed at night. You didn't feel any of that. Well, see, this is the thing. It's it's hard to miss something that you've never had, and so. I've never had that, you know, solid relationship anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just, this is just me. And, okay. and, I, and I know, you know, there are other women who, who feel otherwise. But for me, mm-hmm. I got a lot of love and I, I, you know, honestly, I felt like I was better off. That's, mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. If okay. this man uh, was, was a part of, of, of me being here, mm-hmm. And he, you know, didn't want to be in my life. <laughs> that, like that, that that shows me right there uh, that this was somebody I didn't need to be in my life because, you know, he was my father and he chose not to be. So, so that tells me, you know, you're you're. I don't want that kind of person in my life. Your your character is not the kind of person that I need or can benefit from. So, bye. That, that's how I looked at it. So, so I, you T, know, I don't hold any grudges or any resentment or anything. So T, you said your <laughs> your your natural father was not in your life, 
But then you said your grandfather and other men came in to fill that void and fill that hole. Now, as I see it, there still are not a lot of fathers in kids' lives, but other men are coming in to fill that void right now. How do you think we can change that? Uh, you know, it, it honestly, um, let me think. I, I mean, for, in my opinion, um, I, I think there are some people out here uh, who want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like my husband, he's in a fraternity, and, you know, um, they do a lot of mentorship. So, so, so parents, mothers, who are looking for those role models and mentors, they are out here. You know, you just have to look for them. Uh, maybe go to Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Um, you know, I, there are some people who are mm. out here. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say about those <laughs> who you. don't want to do it, but there are some who do. But let me ask you this question uh, here. Um, without your father being in your life, uh, did you find it hard um, to date or trust men growing up? Um, you know, I, I didn't, I mean, I've, I've always had a good, um, you know, level of discernment. So I was able to, you know, say, I, I was able to tell, you know, who was right for me and who wasn't, but I, but I will say this, it would have been nice, you know, for somebody to say, um, um for my dad to say, you know, Hey, this is how you should be treated. This mm. is what you should not accept. So I had to make my own judgments because even though I had men around me, we never had those conversations, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, it would have been uh, great to have, you know, a, my dad to say, this is what you deserve. Um, and even to, you know, reaffirm me um, because, you know, women deal a lot with self-esteem. And it would have been nice if my, if you know, if my father would have been there to say, hey, you know, you are a queen. You yes. deserve to be respected. See, that right there. Worthy. That right there, I think. I, that right there, T, we need to stay right there for a minute because mm-hmm. I've seen it so much even when I'm mentoring kids. Uncle, you've seen it. Little girls are not, they don't know how important and beautiful they are. They don't know mm-hmm. from a man what true love actually looks like until they get out in the street from the wrong man if the father is not there. And like you just said, calling a young lady a princess or calling them mm-hmm. a queen and letting them know how to be treated. A mom can show a mom's love, but it's a, it's a different feel, I would think, coming from your father. Is it not, T? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your father is the first example of a man that you see, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, it, it and even beyond dating, it would have been nice to, have him to be there to say this is how you change your oil or this is how you change your tire you know what i'm saying just mm-hmm. stuff that a man uh should teach his daughter wow wow t thank you so much for calling in anything else you want to put out there that's all thank thank y'all so much all right we love you 866-551-9933 you know i guess we continue we're going to take more phone calls y'all on the other side um as we talk about this on and you listen to it, especially from the from a young lady's point of view. The absence of a father is is very strong with a man. Mm-hmm. But it's even stronger, in my personal opinion, with the woman, because, yeah, the little boys are jumping out in the porch. Not all the kids, all the young men, but some of them are jumping off. 
getting into the streets being unruly. But the young lady is being unruly, too, because she don't know how to be treated right. by right. a man. And the first man that showed her some love mm-hmm. is a guy that didn't have a father most likely in his life. And he's going to mistreat daddy's little girl because daddy decided not to be there. I think uh, uh, the the first the first man that loves a girl should just love her because she is mm-hmm. just because she exists. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have anything physical to do with it. A, a lot of our young women who have no father in their life have never experienced love from a man that has nothing to do with her physicality. She is, she's never had a, a man to love her just because she exists. So then when you get out into the into the streets and you meet these people and they show you this attention, you really don't know what love is. You don't know what is supposed to be attached to love. So what you think is love is actually something else. But how are you supposed to know that if nobody ever showed it to you? You only know what you know. And at the end of the day, if if there's a a absence of education in the home, and I think that's the best way I can explain it. There's a certain level of education and love that a mom is going to bring to the table always. But there's a certain level of love and education that the father has to bring. But here's the thing that I see a lot, and we get to go to break, y'all. 866-551-9933. It's this, um, moms have to carry the burden. Fathers get the chance to walk away. And moms are left trying to fill that void. And a lot of the moms don't know how to feel the void of the father and so they become angry they become bitter sometimes and they still get through it but this one here on as a man we gotta do better we gotta do better because this is something that has been put on us through history and now we can change history we're writing black lives matter on street corners we paint them in the streets but right now, black lives, matter, black lives matter behind closed doors in our homes. And that means black men, we need to stand up if, they, if it truly matters to us. Hang tight, it's the Joe Locker Show. You wanna shout, shout, shout all about it. Call the Joe Locker Show. one 9933 Call the Joe Locker Show. 1-866-551-9933. Ah, Joe Lockett. America's favorite uncle, Uncle Boz. Are flying ants swarming around your home? They could be swarming termites. Knowing the difference between these insects could save you time, money, and worry. If you're uncertain about which type of insect is invading your home, call the experts. Cook's Pest Control will be happy to come to your home and identify insects or insect damage free of charge with no obligation. Don't wait. Call Cook's today for a free evaluation. Looky, 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 here comes Cookie. Cook's Pest Control. This is your favorite Uncle Boz, and somebody told me that people are dying that have never died before So it's time for families and individuals to step up and take care of business. I want you to contact my friend, Veronica Parrish. She is an independent agent with Lincoln Heritage Life Insurance, and she can let you know if you qualify for pre-approval 
for their final expense program. You can call Veronica's office at 205-386-5440 or you can even call her cell phone 205-566-9183. What's trending in America on the Joe Market Show. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Joe Lockett Show. Get connected. Better connected. You can also reach us at JoeLockettShow.com. What's trending in America on the Joe Lockett Show? Better connected. M-O-E. Man of experience, Joe Lockett. Welcome back into the special edition of the Joe Lockett Show. Before we get out to the uh, phone lines, 866-551-9933, Uncle, I want to talk about um, our good friends at Jake's. You know, it's orderjakesnow.com. Y'all, we, y'all here. Y'all, y'all know the website, right? Everybody got to know Jake's. Orderjakesnow.com. Y'all know what I'm finna say, right? Oxtails. Fried chicken. Pork chops. Catfish. Jerk chicken. Sweet potato casserole. All that can be found at 3075 John Hawkins Parkway, Hoover. Just give them a call, y'all. 205-438-6340. That's 205-438-6340. Call them. Go to jakesnow.com, and they'll take care of you. And when y'all get there, tell them your favorite uncle and your boy, Joe Lockett, sent you. And that's orderjakesnow.com. All right, guys. Let's get back out to the phone lines on 866-551-9933. I was um, hit with a phone call today. Um, someone said they did not want to call into the show, but they was telling me a story about their father not being in their life. And it was a young lady and how it truly affected her throughout her life. And I'm going to tell you guys that story here um, in a few minutes. Uh, who we got on the phone lines? We have Jack. What's up, Jack? Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's up, Jack? I'm doing fine. I tell you what, I just listened to y'all talking about Jake's while ago. And see if them women were to treat them men like Jake's would treat them when they go there to eat oxtails, good eating, corn, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. See, that'll keep a man. But see, I, I, I come up in that age in the 70s and trying to be a, you know, a, a father to my kid. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have one. Mm-hmm. But see, the government stepped in and started paying them women. You probably don't disagree with me, but it's the truth. They start paying the women to run the men all. What, what do you mean when you say that, Jack? They, was they, start, they, they start giving them welfare checks, food stamps, but the but the daddy couldn't. If he wasn't married, he couldn't be there. Okay, but see, Jack, I got to, I got to push back on you because if you was making enough money, they wouldn't need to be on none of those programs. It ain't it ain't about the money. It's about. Two people got to work together. The man got to be a good man, mm-hmm. and the woman got to be a good woman. Back in them days, you had some women that didn't need no man because what? The government was taking care of them. Sending them to school to get a good education. Then they showed no one needs that man because they could met a good man, so they think in the college. Okay, but Jack, how did she get the kid? Hey, you know, when you're young, 
You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying, though, Jack, I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I, I've, I, I understand it. I've heard it from that generation that women, you know, because back then men were men, and if women were trying to tell a man how to do it, whatever, they, they wasn't trying to hear that. I get that part of it, Jack, but women evolved. And women should be able to take care of themselves and be able to do things, but you should also be able to work together as a unit, whatever she brought to the table. See, men used to, used to be in the breadwinner back then. And when women started working, a lot of men were upset because the women had more say-so in the house. And, and, so, they also, and they also became rambocious. They started going out with their girlfriends that didn't have no man. Then they'd come back home and get a man that's trying to be a good man. All kind of heck. So, and the government would say, get him out of there. We're going to take care of you. I hear you, Jack. All right. Y'all have a big old fine day. And that was the truth. All right, Jack. 866 <laughs> You know, I've heard that argument. Um, so, I mean, you, you know what that's all about. During that age out of the, came out of the 60s, mm-hmm. right? Men were taking care of the women because of what was going on with uh, the, the segregation. So men was, you know, they was getting beat down outside. And then when they came home, they were trying to take care of their families. And the women couldn't take care of themselves back then. So men did all the work. But when women was able to go ahead and get the jobs, they was able to go bring in a little bit of money. Some of the women started to make in a little bit more money than the men did. Some of the women was going to school and getting an education. So now the woman coming in, she ain't the submissive woman anymore. She's speaking. Mm-hmm. She's saying some stuff. Right, because you're making them money. But guess what? The man ain't trying to hear that because... How did you get there? How did you get him? Right? You wouldn't have did all this without me. So now, you know, the man feeling some kind of way, right? And the woman feeling some kind of way because she's been, and I guess the man didn't realize it back then, but she she had been submissive, Unc, for so long. And he thought that's the woman that he truly married. But you married a strong, uh, I was told not to say that, but you, <laughs> but you married a strong black woman. And so when she stepped up and she said something, right, she had a place to go besides you. And that was the government. The government would put you on Section 8. The go- and so before, be- but think about this, before then, what did the women have? She didn't have that father. She only had that man, right? She only had that man that was going to give her, that was going to take care of her. And so he was able to hold that over that woman's head back then. But when that woman got that other option, some of those men got mad, and they didn't like that. So I understand where you're coming from, Jack. I respect that error, but I think during that time, a lot of men were stubborn, and they didn't want to evolve as time was evolving. They wasn't evolving with their wives. They still were trying to hold their head of the household. And, you know, that happened. But now we're in 2020. Those times are gone. Women can run households. Women can run countries. Women's going to be the CEO uh, of companies. They're going to become the president of the United States of America one day. So times have changed. And men, we have to listen to women because sometimes women do know better than we do in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem with that. <clears throat> My whole thing is just let me know where you're going to lead me to and I'll follow you, baby. Because trust me, when Joe Lockett Unc needs to take the lead, I'm going to take the lead. But if she's doing okay and she can take that lead for right now, I ain't got a problem with that. But best believe that when we say we're a team, you don't have to worry about it in 2020, Unc. If you're a team with a man or a woman, whoever got the lead and you love each other, it does not matter. Y'all working it out together. It ain't a finance thing. It's a love thing. The love going to bring the finances if y'all both on the same page. 866-551-9933. The, the key word that you said is is together. It's like the, the ultimate team. And when you're on the team, 
the position you play is based on your strength. So uh, whatever your strength is in that relationship, that's what you need to do. If if if, if your wife is, is stronger in a certain area, then you let her handle that and vice versa. It's, it's not like a competition. It's supposed to be a teamwork thing to accomplish a goal, and that's finances, and that's also in raising the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, I think women are naturally nurturers. Uh, when when something is wrong, you need a, a pat on the back, and you need a hug, and you need somebody to tell you everything's going to be all right. You usually go to your mother, and if you have a father, if you need someone to, to, to pep you up, to give you confidence, to put that fire in you that you can do what you need to do and nothing can stand in your way, usually that is going to be your father. Now, the problem comes in when one or the other has to play both roles. And sometimes a father can a father and mother can be in the same house and one person is playing both roles. So the key is for everybody to do what they can do, give what you have to give, play your role, whatever your role is, because we're trying to help our kids grow up to be natural, balanced, God fearing, money making, happy adults. That's the goal. But what I'm seeing right now, even though fathers fathers have always been missing in households, there's nothing new. The numbers look to be about the same, mm-hmm. maybe 5% more from maybe 20 or 30 years ago. But it seems like more men in the neighborhood would step in and fill those holes and gaps. Well, now I'm not sure if other men are stepping in and filling those holes, but I need to figure out why. All right, guys, let's get up to the phone lines. I'm going to bring Casey in, but I'm pretty sure we're going to take on to the other side. Let's get up to the phone lines. Casey, you're locked in. How you doing? Doing good. How about you guys? Doing good, man. Good, good. Uh, first off, just wanted to uh, encourage you guys both. I listen to the show every day, and uh, it's like a, a, you guys are such a light, man. It's like it's incredible the things that you're – the things that you're talking about and the things that that you bring to the table, you know, it's it's really invaluable. And um, I don't even know I don't even know your personal lives, but I can see I can see Christ in it all, and uh, that encourages me. But I'm kind of coming from uh, a, a different point of view, and just kind of had a had a question just from y'all's perspective. Um, I'm a I'm a white man, and I have uh, three biological kids, and then I have a son that's black that we adopted, mm-hmm. and he's actually our oldest. He's six, and um, we we always just felt like led to do it. But I know like there's so many different views on that, like you know how because I know that one day he is going to have to become a black man and I don't know how to be a black man. So all I know how to do is love him where he's at and keep him, you know, plugged in to, to guys like, like you guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to, to learn those things. But the, my, I guess my point was, cause y'all's question is more oriented around a problem that I can't, I can't even, fathom how to solve but what i've seen just throughout my working years hey casey 
Casey, go can, ahead. Can, I, no, no, I, I, want, I want to put you on hold. It's going to be about three minutes. Can you hold tight and we're going to bring you back on the other side? Yeah. All right, hold tight, tight, bro. All right, I want to talk to Casey, y'all, because that's a, a really good situation because he's a dad that's stepping up. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to condemn him condemn him for that. We're going to help him. All right, you guys are locked in the Joe Lockett Show. We're talking about 75%, y'all. 75% in the black community. The father's not there. We're talking about why. Hang tight. We'll see you guys on the other side. Joe Lockett Show. It's now or never. It's now or never. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Joe Lockett Show. No stopping me 100%. Joe Lockett Show. No stopping me 100%. Joe Lockett Show. We are one nation under God. A powerful message now with more power. From the Crawford Broadcasting Studios, the best Bible teachers in America with 100,000 watts at 101.1 FM. This is WX. Fathers destroying the black community. Before we went to break, we were talking to Casey and we're going to go back to Casey right now. You still there, Casey? Yeah, I'm here, Joe. Go ahead, man. Uh, you were telling us, uh, I, I, I want you to go ahead and reiterate the story because you said you were listening to us, you like listening to the show, but you're a yeah. father. But let us know, you know, the things you've done because to my understanding, you adopted a black son. Yes. So go ahead and tell that story to our audience again for people just locking in with us. Well, we, uh, we had, it is something we felt just personally led to do and he he actually came he's the oldest mm-hmm. but he came third so i have uh two younger daughters and then a son that's five and then he is six and you know i always we gave him his story to be his story so i'm not going to share you know all the details of that but right. you know my personally me and my wife both agree like like, of course, we could have went any other route, you know, with that leading, but that's what we felt led to do. But one day he's going to have to learn how to be a black man, and and I'm not. And so I wish – my wish is that we would have never even had the opportunity to do what we did. But what what I see – what I see and what I've seen just, it doesn't matter why I've, I've mentored younger, um, white men, black men, mm-hmm. um, and Hispanic men that had, you know, been in prison before. And the same exact thing was present in all their lives as they grew up without a dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't speak to specifically, uh, and I'm not going to even act like I can to figure out some way to solve this problem. But I think it's a, I think it's a drastic mindset shift that's going to take two generations, no matter if it's uh, a white, black, or you know, Hispanic mm-hmm. or anything like that, because at some point, young, especially young people are going to have to lay down these personal aspirations of wanting to be, you know, free from all the things, but take responsibility for what's actually happened. Because my son, 
who is 100% my son and is going to have the same inheritance as the rest of my kids. We don't even know who his mom or dad is. Wow. And so it's not one of those situations where when he gets 12, I get to take him to go meet his mom and meet his dad, which I wish I could do. We we have no clue. And it's, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I just wanted to pick pick y'all's brain and and not to go off topic, but now you on any, topic, man. Any advice or any any uh, you know just wisdom that y'all have, you know, I'd be wide open to it. Um, um here's go, Jay Casey. Um, let's talk about this, man. Number one, thank you. Okay, um, we're gonna talk to him about this tonight because I just gave. A statistic of 75% of black men not being in the family. And I'm going to do away with this tonight, Aunt, because I'm tired of hearing about a white man can't raise a black boy. That's a lie. If we got 75% of the black men ain't stepping up and this man is stepping up, you don't have to be black to teach him how to be a man, Casey, number one. Okay? You teach him how to be a man, the world going to teach him and make him understand that he's black. You will never have to be able to walk in his shoes, man. But what you're going to teach him on principle will make him strong enough to deal with his skin color. Yeah. My dad didn't teach me how to be a black man. He taught me how to be a strong <clears throat> a strong man. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So don't yeah. let nobody ever tell you about your white man and you can't never teach your son. The only thing you probably can't teach your son how to do, bro, is, is uh, comb his hair because you don't know nothing about that. Send him my way. I got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or cut the design in his hair. But other than that, Casey, you yeah. got this, man. Yeah. Honestly, I thank you for stepping up to the plate of being a man who said, I want to raise my son. Because without you, this man would, this young man would not have anybody in his life. See, that's the problem in America. We always want to go white, white and black. Y'all. I'm a little sick and tired of that. We always want something to be a perfect picture and say what white folks can't do. Well, step your behind up and do it because Casey's doing it. And Casey, my hat's off to you. And if anything that we can do, we'll get your phone number. I, you know, I have my um, producer give my phone number, we get off the show. And if anything I can do for my platform to help you and get your son into some um, things here, I got you. So, Man. Casey, Casey, this is Uncle Boz. First, I want to thank you for calling the show, brother. And I want to commend you for being the kind of person you seem like you are. Um, it seems like you you care about and you love your son and, and that's the first thing and that's the most important thing and I can tell you care about him because you're looking at your son for who he is and then you're looking at society for what it is and you want your son to be okay in this society and you want to be able to do what you you can do to make sure your son is okay and that's what being a father is all about. So this thing is about it's about community. It's about us and it's about sharing. And Casey, we will be a part of your community in helping you get certain messages and images and thoughts and ideas to your son. Now, I have never been a white man. I have no idea what it's like to be a white man, but I've been black most of my life <laughs> most of your life most of my life i have been a black man and, and let me say this there are different things in being a black man there are and, the, and those are some things 
that your son may go through. So, Casey, like, as Joe said, give us your information. If you want to come, if you yeah. want to come down to Birmingham and hang out, uh, go to a, a baseball game and, and when things open back up, or have uh, your son hang out with us. Come to the radio show. We would love to yeah. be a part of your community because I know you care about your son, and we will fill in those gaps. We we will plug in those holes that your son may have. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Awesome. Well, what we gonna do, Casey? We gonna uh, put you on hold. I just gave my, yeah. my producer have your my phone number. He's gonna give it to you, okay? All right. All right. We love you, man. And tell your son that we love him. We look forward to talking to him. What's your son's name? Zeke. Zeke. All right. Appreciate it, Casey. Um, I'm gonna put you on hold. My producer gonna talk to you. All right, Joe. All right. Appreciate it, man. We love you. All right, y'all. Eight six six five five one nine nine three Zeke. Zeke, if you listen, you got an awesome dad, man. Um, and you got dads right now that's going to reach out. I'm quite sure you're going to have a lot of people on our radio show that are going to yeah. be hitting, hitting us up now and saying, whatever case you need, we got them. Um, we getting ready to go to break, y'all. Um, you guys hang tight. We'll see you guys on the other side. You wanna shout, shout, shout all about it. Call the Joe Locker Show. Shout, 1-866-551-9933. Call the Joe Lockett Show. 1-866-551-9933. Ah, Joe Lockett. This is Sylvia Rogers with Social Simplicities. Allow me to captivate, entertain, and inform you every Saturday at 4 p.m. That's Social Simplicities with Sylvia Rogers every Saturday at 4 p.m. M-O-E, man of experience, Joe Lockett. Laugh more, think deeper, be inspired, take action. Hi, I'm Kaya Wheeler. Get Connected, host of Connected Radio Birmingham, which airs live Saturdays on 101.1 FM at 5 o'clock p.m. My show focuses on community, relationships, and business. Watch now on Facebook by following at Connected Radio BHM. Give us a like and a share. Connected Radio Birmingham, more than a conversation. Saturdays at 5 o'clock with Kaya Wheeler. You don't want to miss it. There are some things we wish we could weld shut. Like my mother-in-law's mouth. And when it comes time for needing welding services, there's only one person to call, Mike Mitchell. From house gates to hunting trailers, Mike can weld it all. You'll get clean, strong, and precision welds when you call Mike. And with a portable welder, he can come to you. If you want your welds done right, call Mike Mitchell. Check him out on Facebook and get a free estimate. Call him at 1-256-531-4384. Find out what it might cost to weld that car hauler. Or my mother-in-law's mouth. Make sure you give Mike a call at 1-256-531-4384. Free estimates in North Central Alabama. Mike Mitchell, where there's a will, there's a well. America's favorite uncle, Uncle Boz. Welcome back to the Joe Lockett Show. We are about 15 minutes after the top of the hour. Is the absence of fathers destroying the black community? 
We just got off the line with one of our listeners. His name is Casey. He told us about his six-year-old son who is adopted and is black. So let me give a shout-out to Casey for first caring about his son and understanding that his son may need some things that he cannot offer. That's what being a dad is all about. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we cannot be perfect. Let me break it down. I cannot be perfect, and I've always understood that. I cannot be perfect, but I always knew that my daughter needed certain things. She needed certain information that I was not set up to give her. Now, I've told, taught my daughter, daughter a lot of things over her 29 years. Some she has listened to, some she has not. But I also had to understand that some things I saw from a point of view that would not help her. So I had to make sure I had people around her that I could introduce her to certain people who saw things a different way, who had other things to offer than me so my daughter could have a good and balanced life. And I think it's important that as parents, as fathers, we understand what we have to offer, we have to understand our limitations, and then we have to understand exactly what our kids need and try to make that happen for them. All right, y'all. It's 18 minutes after that. What's going on, ATL? Thank you guys for liking in with us. Coleman, Huntsville, Jasper, uh, West Side, East Side, Birmingham. Appreciate you guys, man. Uh, you guys made this show a popular show. And uh, when we when we talked about this in the meeting about you know doing something different and to be a part of the solution instead of the problem, um, we didn't know how this was going to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to change the conversation because. When you listen to radio, you watch TV, you see the same thing over and over. You see Black Lives Matter, you see Republicans, you see Democrats, everybody talking about Trump, President, um, Ob- I mean, former Vice President Biden. And we're not getting anywhere. We're dividing. My goal when I started this show was to bring people together, to talk about the differences, right? But this is what I, my goal was to build a show where everybody in the world could listen and we can come here and talk. We may not always agree, but we could talk about it. And I don't shy away, and I never have, and I never will shy away from tough conversation. right? I call it a TC. I've been calling it all my life, and I will always have the tough conversation. And I know a lot of black people are probably upset with me because I'm having this conversation and bringing things to light in our community. But I can blame the white man only for so much. But then I got to stop blaming him and looking how I'm going to fix the problem because he's not going to walk through my door to fix the problems in my home. All these kids out here that's being killed, everybody keep hollering, you know, uh, what they call it, Chirac. That's a nice little funny name, but those are kids look like me that are dying. I look in Birmingham, Inslee. Uh, we're talking about West End. When those kids are dying, they look like me. Now, that may happen in another community, but these kids look like me. So if I'm not talking about trying to solve that problem and find out what it, that is, that is, I'm not doing my job on this microphone. 75% of us men that look like me, we're not in the homes. We got to do a better job, guys. This is 2020. Our numbers has not went down, it's went up. Now, why is that in our community as of today that we're looking at black men are not in the homes? We can look at some of us right now, honestly, Unc, we're not finishing school because we don't feel it's important. Some of us are going to jail getting records, can't get jobs. Some of us, some of the women are doing some of the same thing. But the things that the younger generation marched, died for, 
I have to say this unk, with all due respect. We're giving it right back. We're giving it right back. We were, we fought. Well, I didn't fight, but people before us fought for us to be able to go to school. Unk. We take it for granted like mm -hmm. it's nothing. Mm -hmm. We won't even finish anymore. And anybody want to get mad at me, fine. Delete me. Stop listening to the radio show today. You don't have to follow me anymore. I'm cool with that. But I don't want to see our young black boys being killed by us. I don't want to see them being killed by the police. I don't want to see them being killed by federal agents. But what is an uneducated black man to do on? You can't do much in this society to, today. Those those times are gone. They, things have changed. There used to be a time uh, where you didn't need much of an education to be to be able to get a good job, making good money in like plants. Let's say U.S. Steel, the coal mines. Mm -hmm. Those times are gone. Who are the role models right now? See, people like my father, they're older now. They're not the role models, Unc. The role models are the young guys that you see out there today. But see. The role models that we saw back in the 70s and 80s uh, was the blue-collar workers versus our fathers. Mm -hmm. We don't have blue-collar workers right now. That's the problem. And there are some good black men out here. Don't get me wrong, guys. I, but that's 25% of y'all. I'm talking about the other 75%. The other 70% of us in our community. How can a black man be good to a black woman when he's not educated. What is he going to teach the kid that he's bringing into the world when he's uneducated? He's trying to get his money from the streets, trying to take care of his family. How did he get there? Yeah, the drugs are placed in our community. Yep, all that stuff happened. But who made him drop out of school? Who made the girl drop out of school? But they bring kids into the world. We got to make sure as a generation coming up that we're speaking on this, we're keeping our kids in school, we're educating our kids, and we're pushing that they start their own businesses. And I'm being honest about that because these young cats, I'm finna bring Troy in, Unc, because they don't want to work 40 hours a week. I keep trying to tell y'all that these young cats are not trying to hear 40 hours a week, $10 or $15 an hour. So we got to teach our kids differently now. We got to teach our kids how to go out there and get it. When I say go out there and get it, teach them how to open up a business. If they're going to go out there and sell drugs at the age of 12 and 13, why not have them op open up an LLC? Oh, I forgot. Um, the mom and daddy don't know how to do that either. Y'all see how that works? So we got to change everything in our community. Um, you, me, we got to open up better incubators. We got to teach how to what an LLC is, what a corporation is, what's an S-Corp. We got to teach the skills that our kids need to move for, to move into the future. If you're going to be an engineer, you're going to be a nurse or something like that, that's cool. But going to get that college education right now and then trying to get a job in this coronavirus environment, it ain't going to happen, y'all. And that's just real talk. 866-551-9933. Troy, you've been listening for the last couple of days to the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I know y'all, we wanted to bring you in last night, but we got a little bit more time tonight. You hearing this, you're a young black man, right? And as you're looking at this, have you ever thought about this from the point of view that we're talking about it tonight? I have not. That's why I've been so observant and not really 
moving in my chair right now because everything I'm hearing is the first time I'm hearing this. So what 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 did you think when you started hearing some of the things of? And did you know the statistic that there was seventy five percent of um, the black homes that don't have a father? You saw my face when you read that out. Man. <laughs> I was I was just surprised anybody here. And you're very motivated, but this is honestly, Troy. A lot of that percentage is your generation. Yeah. So what's happening in your opinion? I know you don't know the answer because you you come from a great family household, but what do you think is happening? I think it comes down to value in yourself. Uh, when you don't value yourself, it's hard for you to see value in others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a man who doesn't value himself, who doesn't really know himself, um, makes him more prone to leave a leave a child, um, leave a woman behind. And part of value is affirmation. You but know, stop right there, Troy. Think about what you just said because that's something we don't talk about in our community. A black man or a man leaving a child mm-hmm. behind. Do we really think about that when we moving? I mean, at, at, at the fast pace y'all going, do y'all really think about leaving a woman behind? That's your girlfriend. I get it. Yeah. But do the man, do, do y'all really think or do your friends actually think about I'm leaving my baby boy or my baby girl behind? You know, back in high school, this this guy in my class said something that really made me disappointed in the way my generation is thinking. He said, you know, if I had a son and I wasn't ready to be married, I would leave him because single moms raise D1 athletes. And when he said that, it was almost like a shock to say, dang, like, that's really how we thinking mm-hmm. right now. Like, <laughs> almost almost doing a kid a favor by not being there. That's what that's what you're saying. By you not being in this kid life, you're doing him a favor because you just hope your son going to be a D1 athlete. And I think that type of thinking is not going to get us anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. And like I was saying, that all comes down back down to value. Like, why can't you be there and support him along the way on his on his path to be whoever he wants to be? You see, and you can't just leave a child. I just can't get my wrap my head around that because you know me, you and I grew up in a home where we had both parents. So. Right. You know, I kind of I'm kind of speechless, but I want to continue the conversation because you know it's a conversation we need to have, especially about my generation. So, uh, Troy, you you've been with us, I guess, a couple of months now. You're mm-hmm. you said 20 years old. You're in college, and uh, what, what what's your father's name? First name? His name's Ron. 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 Okay, so Troy, let me tell you something I noticed about you. I I know for sure, I'm, and I never met your father. I know for sure that your father is important in your life. I, I know that for sure. I, I will bet a million dollars on it. Let me tell you how I know. Every day that you have come into this studio, you have mentioned something about your dad. <laughs> Bro. Did you notice that? <laughs> I have not. You, you, uh, every day that you have come in here, you have mentioned something about your dad, something he said, something he did for you, mm-hmm. something he did for your mom. So... You have your dad in your life, and he has influenced you in ways that you don't even know yet. Yeah. But let's look at some of your friends whose dad has not been in their life. How do you see their life being different than yours? I see them being very angry. A lot of friends like that I have are very quick to anger, very quick to violence. Um, But they're also some of the most protective people 
I know. And when I say protective, I mean, you know, very protective of their mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, when they get a girlfriend, they're very protective of, you know, um, their girlfriends. Um, and I think a man not being there to show them how to treat a woman allows them to figure it out themselves, um, which and sometimes can be wrong, but in a lot of ways can be right. When you know you have a mom that's a strong mom in the household, it makes you more protective of her. And how you treat your mom is most likely how you'll treat your lady, your wife. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I've noticed about my friends that don't have a present father. They're very angry, but at the same time, they're very protective. You know, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that, Troy, because when you're talking about young men without their fathers in their life and they're protecting their moms, a lot of moms lean on their men as if they are the man of the house and give them that role and responsibility way early. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm bringing all of this up, y'all, is there's a lot of minutiae there. I, I get it. But what we're talking about is how we're creating the things that we're seeing in our society that we need to fix in our communities. We're damaging our kids really early. And men, I got to say this, man, this is our fault. I understand everything that we're fighting for. Trust me, I'm on, I I, I get it. And there are a lot of things on the outside that are holding us back as black men. And, And a lot of the arguments that's out there is absolutely true. The history plays out in that. But, Unc, I never got the email. I never got the, 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 the phone call, Unc, where we were told to leave our women. Now, I've seen a lot put into the systems back in the slave days when they were taking our women and raping our women and all that other stuff. But since I've been living... I watched my mom and I watched my daddy go through a whole lot of stuff in their life. Troy, you watch your mom and daddy go through a whole lot of stuff in life. Uncle, you've been through a whole lot of stuff in your life. But I never got the message where the government or the president or anybody said, black man, leave your woman with a child. Walk away. Don't be there for your child. I haven't got that message yet, have you? You guys are locked into the Joe Lockett Show. Hang tight. Joe Lockett Show. It's now or never. It's now or never. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Joe Lockett Show. No stopping me 100%. Joe Lockett Show. No stopping me 100%. Joe Lockett Show. Our Thursday evening and Thursday night forecast includes a mostly clear sky. We'll drop back in the mid-70s, mild and muggy. For Friday, we'll top out in the mid-90s. Keep in mind the heat index, what it feels like, approaching 105. And there is a chance for shower storm on Friday as well as over the weekend. The risk of rain about 20 to 30 percent. Most of us stay hot and dry, and that carries into Sunday. On WVUA 23, Chief Meteorologist Richard Scott with your forecast on this Crawford Broadcasting Station. Whether you just found it or you've lived there for years, you'll never forget that feeling. 
It was something that made you realize this house would become your home. And since there's no place like it, it deserves protection just as special. A local Allstate agent can help you customize an Allstate house and home insurance policy and point out lots of ways to save. Like if you have a newer roof, it could help lower your rate. Hey, this is John Sadler. Please give us a call for free quote at 699-4263. Hi, I'm Big Daddy Dwayne Thompson. I'd like to invite you to embrace the taste of my new barbecue sauce, Big Daddy Bomb Barbecue Sauce. It's available at the Piggly Wiggly. So stop by, give it a try. Tell them Big Daddy sent you for Big Daddy Bomb Barbecue Sauce. So whether you're dipping or you're dripping, give Big Daddy Bomb Barbecue Sauce a try. Tell them Big Daddy sent you. And if you're going to sauce, sauce like the boss. America's favorite uncle, Uncle Boz. Life Touch Massage is a local innovative spa located in the Parkside District of downtown Birmingham. We provide affordable services in a relaxing environment for individuals who work, live, play, and travel downtown. We provide a variety of massages including Swedish deep tissue, hot stone, cupping, sports, pregnancy, and much more. Give us a call today or visit us online to schedule your next spa service. Remember, with Life Touch Massage, relief is only a touch away. There are some things we wish we could weld shut. Like my mother-in-law's mouth. And when it comes time for needing welding services, there's only one person to call, Mike Mitchell. From house gates to hunting trailers, Mike can weld it all. You'll get clean, strong, and precision welds when you call Mike. And with a portable welder, he can come to you. If you want your welds done right, call Mike Mitchell. Check him out on Facebook and get a free estimate. Call him at 1-256-531-4384. Find out what it might cost to weld that car hauler. Or my mother-in-law's mouth. Make sure you give Mike a call at 1-256-531-4384. Free estimates in North Central Alabama. Mike Mitchell, where there's a will, there's a well. M-O-E, man of experience, Joe Lockett. All right, so it's 35 minutes after the hour. We're locked into your favorite eating rides with Joe Lockett Show. Uh, 866-551-9933. I see the phone calls are continuing to come in and pour in tonight. We appreciate you guys. And I'm glad we're touching the subject in America that people want to talk about. Um, and I want to get to this before we get back out to the phone lines. Um, and I want you to get to what you said, too, during the break. This here um, with the black men in our community. What's going on? What happened? I use my father a lot in these scenarios because he was there. And when I'm talking about this, I can only relate to because he was there. But I, what's different than what my father was? Because my father had me when he was 21. My mom was 19. They stayed. The one thing that's different that I see today from my father's point of view, from his prism of what he thought, is what he told me when I was always growing up as a kid. Okay, And what I see black men don't have today, and I'm saying it, most black men don't have this. We need to teach it. My father had a vision for his family. My father knew he wanted a house and a car. 
and he knew he had to work two or three jobs to do that. My father told me that story since I was three years old, that when you came into the world, son, I wanted you to have what I did not have. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? My father at 21 years old. Troy, how old are you? I'm 20. Okay, my father at 21 had a vision for my 19-year-old mother of what he wanted for his family to be at 21 in the 60s, well, in the 70s. That's the difference of a man taking a woman and saying, and what happened? My father put my mom into an apartment. My father bought a car. My father got a job, two of them by exact. My father didn't like the apartment that we were staying in because it was dangerous. What did my father do? My father moved us into a home because he said at 21 years old he was going to get a home. My father said at 21 years old I got to make sure my credit right. My dad's credit has been straight since he was 21 years old because he had that vision. My father said, I want to have another car, and I want to get a bigger house. So my dad bought a small house. He had, what, two bedrooms and one bath. My dad said, I want to have another son. Guess what happened? He added on to that house. He went to school and wearing carpentry and did most of the work himself, working two jobs, blue-collar jobs at that. Where are those men today? Y'all don't exist. 75% of y'all don't exist. The difference is we need to get a vision for our young men today, y'all. 866-551-9933. Who we got on the phone lines? We have Jill. Jill, thank you for calling the Joe Locker Show. Hey, good evening. Um, I've enjoyed listening to your show. Um, I just tuned in the last couple of weeks, but I've found your subject matter to be very interesting. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm not a black woman, but... I, this subject is, is very interesting to me, and I think the gentleman there, Troy, I believe you said his name was, um, really hit the nail on the head um, uh, on this issue when he was talking about um, sports and feeling like they have no value. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed in watching kids through the different generations, the generation that I grew up in and then the good generation that my children and now my grandchildren are growing up in is that it's not exclusive to blacks. It's, it's both really, but it seems more prevalent in blacks that um, young black men seem to, like you say, not have a vision other than um, either being an athlete or a celebrity. Mm -hmm. And, and if, when they get into school, they see that they're not going to make it on the football team or the basketball team or or whatever, then they feel like at that point they're a failure and they have no ambition to go beyond that. Mm. They, okay, I, I, I've always dreamed of being a professional basketball player. I'm not going to make it till I quit. I give up. Mm. Um, or I always wanted to be a rapper or a singer or whatever, and it's not going to happen, so I just give up. And what you were talking about, vision, that goes along with ambition. Mm -hmm. and, and I think both of those things are missing not only in young black men, but, but white men as well. Because there's a lot of white men who mm -hmm. leave their children, who mm -hmm. walk away. 
Um, but like I said, it does seem more prevalent in the black community. And, and I think it's because their self-worth is really uh, misunderstood, that they've either got to be an athlete or a celebrity or they're a failure. Wow. You know, that is so profound. That's what you was talking to. Yes. Uh, Jill, you, you, hit the, you hit the nail on the head. You know, uh, during this time of year, we would usually be doing uh, the Joe Lockett mentoring camp. And when, we, when the boys come in, we ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would say about 70% say football, the other 30% say basketball. And, and Jill, I always say and I always think, when they say football, that means they want to play in the NFL. Usually most players in the NFL, not all, come from D1. D1 starts to look at players when they are in about middle school. You can you can you can already tell what player is going to, has the ability, the skill, the size to go D one at least by the eighth or ninth grade. Now, if you've been playing football since little league, you you get to the seventh or eighth grade and you don't have a certain size, you don't have a certain skill. D one is not looking for you. No one is trying to recruit recruit you to go to college. You know that if that is your dream. That means your dream is dead when you're in the exactly. seventh or eighth grade. So you're exactly, exactly right. How how can you go through life feeling okay? How can you go through life normal if your dream died when you were in the seventh or eighth grade? And there's no backup plan. That's that's the dream, the only dream, and there is no backup plan should that not come to light. Wow. And it's just so sad. And unfortunately, I think, um, I, I know in the time that my son came through school, that the school system feeds into that. Um, I've seen kids who were not passing their classes, but because they were excellent football players, they were promoted to the next grade. Mm-hmm. And they were not doing that kid a service because although they got a, a football scholarship, at the end of their school term, they couldn't last one semester in college right? because they, they were not educated. They were just passed along because they could run with a football. So they could never play college ball because academically they were lacking. So to me, it's the high school that plays into it. It's, it's the education system. And when these kids feel like they have completely failed at 17, 18, 15, 16 years old with no backup plan, they're lost. Where do they go from there? They, they don't have any skills to fall back on. They don't have, you know, anything to fall back on because their one and only dream has been so focused on that one thing that they're defeated before they even have a chance to start at life. Wow. Great points, Jill. Thank you for making it. We love you, and thank you for listening to the show. Thank you very much. All right, have a good, good night. Good night. Good night. Eight six six five five one nine nine three three. I want to ride this out um, tonight. Let's talk about this because this is the last segment in the show here. I think, and I hopefully everybody listen, y'all. You guys are learning. We're not here denigrating the community. I am not here, Unc, to throw a bad like on my community but what I am here to do is shine light 
on the minutiae that is happening in our community, and we need to do better. The only way this gets fixed is that we got to put vision back into our black men. And women, you need to help that black man have that vision. It's okay to be a football player, a rapper, but it's more okay, in my personal opinion, with all due respect, guys, it's much more okay, Unc. You know what it's much more okay to be, Unc? A father. We can't teach that. That's an innate ability that we have already inside of each and every man you have. It. If you see a child and you see him drowning, you know what you're going to do. Troy, you ain't never been a, you're not a father, but if you've seen a baby, you know how to take care of it, right? You're going to do, it's, it's just something that's going to come at you, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, if, 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 if I you handed you a child, hold right on, now, if I handed you a child, Troy, mm -hmm. right now today, what you going to do? I got to feed it. Okay. Take and you're going to figure it out. And figure it out. It's an innate ability that we all have inside of us. Mm -hmm. My point is, you don't have to train to be a dad. It takes nothing to walk away from a child. It takes a man to stand up and be a father. Let's mm -hmm. get back out to the phone lines. Let's get out to New York. 866-551-9933. Who we got, Unc? Dr. Cameron from NYC. Hey, Dr. Cameron. Hello, how are you? We are good. How about you? I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, I'm listening to this show, and uh, this is my first time hearing it. Um, so uh, I'm trying to see in which angle I should address this or which way to come at. Um, I kind of disagree with the 75% statistics um, that you are reading from. Um, you do have the African-American male in the home. There are several reasons why statistics are showing 75%. Okay. And the 75% statistics is based off of questions that are asked. Mm -hmm. And majority of the time, the questions that are asked, they are answered in a negative way or with a no for various of reasons. Um, then it's too long to get into this, the reasons why. Okay. But they, the African-American men are very much active in the family. Um, they're very much active in the community. Mm -hmm. What I'm noticing is that we go by statistics that are written by other uh, ethnic groups concerning our race when they really do not understand our race. Now, number one, you have back over in the 60s and the 50s, the African-American men was in the home. However, they were, the women were told if the man is in the house, then they won't receive certain benefits. So they went along with what the state wanted them to say, which the man was absent. In essence, and in fact, not statistics, but fact, they were there. Mm -hmm. You also have another uh, angle to go at, Sometimes um, the African-American man has to go through certain things that the mother of the child is uh, maybe really not wanting to have him involved with the child's life. So he kind, she kind of put him through a very hard time for him getting to get in to the relationship with the child. So and mm -hmm. it's not that the man gives up and walk away. 
has certain tolerance that women do not have. And so men think logically, but women think emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so when a woman is acting out of her emotions, she can give that man who thinks logically a hard time when he cannot comprehend why he's going through this. So he doesn't walk away. He gives up with the relationship with the thought or the, the prayer that in time that he'll be able to come back and live his life. So I kind of disagree with the fact that African-American men are not, 75% are not active. So, doctor, active, doctor, doctor, what, what, would you, what would you say that number is, if not 75%? Well, the statistics, I would say, I'm not sure on those statistics, but I can go on facts. And so the facts are conflict with the statistics. And so the statistics are done by states. They're done by... Uh, censorship, they're done by questionnaires, and a lot of times the women, now I'm going from the point to where I've had to deal with individuals personally, okay. and a lot of times the women will not say the man is in the house because they're receiving benefits, and this is a fact, not statistics. So sometimes the statistics are totally off, okay. but the fact cannot be undone. You can you can know the facts. And so I think what happens is is that instead of us as a people always relying and, and like I said, I applaud you for the conversation to bring this to the forefront. I I think what we have to do other than read the statistics of what someone else is writing about us, which normally comes from people who are not even involved in our area. Most statistics, they don't come from those who live in the area. Okay, doctor, doctor I have, I have another question, person, doctor. I have, sure. I have another question, doctor, and thank you for calling. Sure. Let, let's, throw that, let, let, let's throw that 75% number out and let's reverse it. Let's say it's 25%. We're not really caught up on the, on the number, but let's say it's 25%. What would you mm -hmm. suggest that we do to even take it lower than the 25%? Can I be can I be very honest with yes, you? Yes, please, what please. We, need to do is we address the men, and, but we do not. We fail to address the hurting women, the wounded women, mm -hmm. and that sometimes is what I found uh, with my studies and with dealing with the community. Is majority ninety percent of it is becoming is coming from how the women are wounded because the relationship did not go the way they wanted or they went and they had a baby by uh, a young man or man and the relationship didn't work out so now the relationship is not working out mm -hmm. he doesn't want him to see the baby she's giving him a hard time right. just for visiting his child mm -hmm. and my thing is this so i address the women listen even though it did not work out between you and the father, you cannot deny that father for seeing his own child. Now, I've, I've been in situations where the woman wants to control everything, and I think we have to learn that the baby is not a pawn. The child is not a pawn of power for you to say to this father, listen, I don't, we're not working out, so he's moved on and he has a girlfriend or wife. I don't want my child over the girlfriend's house. I don't mm -hmm. want my child over the wife's house. 
and that creates a, a, a problem or a friction for the father. Now, I can't speak from a man's point of view because I'm a woman, right. but I've seen and counseled both sides. And mm-hmm. watch this. The father, men, men, period, men are not designed to take certain type of pressure. They're not. I believe I heard your, I heard your co-host say that uh, women are nurturers, and we are. But men are leaders. They are, they are, I mean, God, and I love it. They are leaders. And so things have to make logical sense to a man because he puts things in categories. And he already has in his mind what he plans on doing. And so when you throw a monkey wrench in it, they pull back. Well, here's the thing, and Dr. Sure. And, and I love everything you're saying, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying this to be combative because I love to have the conversation. We got to have a TC. We're calling it a tough conversation on this show. Um, we don't, I, I want you to understand we're not caught up on the number. But when I look no, at TV, but when, when I look at TV, right, and I don't care what anybody's got to say about this, but when I watch TV, mm-hmm. the young men that I see out there that look like me, they're the ones dying. They're the ones in jail. When we're talking about when we're talking about New York, when we're talking about Chicago, those are young men that look like me. A lot of these men don't have their fathers. My goal with this show and this platform today, with what your help, what you're saying with the women helping us out and bringing to light on some of the things of how the statistics are rolling. My goal is for us to have the conversation so our young right. people can talk better and make better decisions about bringing these kids into the world and being there, whatever the case may be, whatever that number is. It's too high for my community to be the minority and we become the majority, whether it's news, whether it's with kids and all that good stuff. I agree. Can I add this to that? Yes, ma'am. You said you watch a lot of TV. The the abbreviation for TV is television. Watch this. The TV tells a vision. It tells a vision of what it wants you to think. Right. It is impossible to get the man without including the woman. Because first, there has to be a healing between the man and the woman. And if not, a, there's a healing process to take place. Because if the man has to jump through certain hoops and go through a lot of changes, now I'm not putting uh, the women down. I'm going by what I had, how I counseled. Mm-hmm. Listen, what's the, well, she doesn't want me to see the baby because I've moved on with my life, and now she doesn't want me. And it's a power struggle. Right. And I'm going, you, you cannot do that. You have to know that you have to co-parent together. And so the problem is not just with the man being absentee. He's not absent. He has to go In some so cases. But, but here's the thing, Doctor. I'm going to push back a tad bit on you. In some cases, push the man back. is not absent. You know, I, I, my father was in my life. So you're right. right. In some cases, the father is there a lot. But what I'm addressing on this show today is the fathers that are not there. Right. And I'm with you on that. Yes, But the question is not just they are not there. So you can't put that statement out without adding this question. With that statement, there has to be connection. Why are they not there? But see, Doctor, I, I wish I had more time in the show today to talk to you about it because here's the thing, because uh, we're about to get it together here, but th- this is what I'm going to say to this right here is I understand what you're saying, but I'm pushing back just a tad bit here because a man mm-hmm. has to find a way. Like you said, he's a leader. 
whatever that situation is, he got to get through the storm to take care of his child, regardless of what the mother is putting up. And good fathers, that's what they're going to go do. But this new generation that we have, they haven't had strong men in their lives to teach them what it, they need to do, regardless of what the mother is trying to do or whatever turmoil you got in your life, if you're going to be a father, you're going to find a way to get it done. But I do agree with you saying that there are a lot of roadblocks for men trying to see their kids these days and vice versa with the woman. I appreciate your time. Yes, Thank you so much for having me. And God bless each one of you. I thank God for you. Thank you so much. Thank and you, Dr. And be called back again. All right, y'all. Um, we're done with the phone calls for now, but I want to thank the doctor for calling in. She makes some really great points. And, again, there are a lot of people listening to the show on okay, saying exactly the same thing she's mm -hmm. saying. Joe, your numbers are screwed up. Joe, this, and television. I get all that, guys. But we're one of the few shows, honestly, um, that's having this conversation. Right? And so my point tonight is my numbers may be off. What we Googled and what we looked up at three or four different sources may be wrong. But what is not wrong is, we still got a problem with the absentee fathers in the home a lot. If you look in the jail cells, you look at the statistics, most of the men in jail don't have fathers in their life. If you just want to go by that number right there alone, okay? I can't tell you about the women who ain't, ain't reporting the men that's not in their house, but I can tell you the men that jail, in, in the jail that's black, and they said majority of black folks in jail, most of them fathers aren't in their life, and they're reporting that. So what the doctor is saying, she's right on some occasions. She's right about the TV, right? But the vision that I do see and I do understand when I walk around my community when I was a kid, three out of ten kids had a father. Those are real numbers, too. Those were reported because my father and two other fathers were the only fathers in the, <clears throat> in the community at that time. So there's a big conversation need to go on, and I want to thank the doctor, and I'm not trying to, you know, blow off what she's saying because she made some really valid points there. I think we're both on the same page, um, how we look at the facts. But what my conversation tonight and for the last couple of days, I hope people understood what was the base of what we were trying to do tonight. Address that we got to keep the nucleus of the family together. You may not be together in the same household, but if you got a child and you raise them in the together, you don't want that child angry. You want that child to know what it means to have a father to be there when it's time for them to go to the prom, when it's school time. When she got a problem, she can call her daddy. He may not be there, but she can call him, or he can call his dad when he got a problem. Black men, we need you to stand up if you ain't never stood up before. <clears throat> and if you're an OG, we need you to teach these young soldiers out here how to get it done and to be better men. As my father would say, when you shake a man's hand, give him a firm handshake and look him in the eye. That's where it starts, America. All right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Unc, I appreciate you for having the show with me, man. It, it was tough to get through, but it was great. Good show, brother. Good show. I want to thank everybody for calling in and for sharing your experience uh, with or without a father. Troy, appreciate your contribution to the show always, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, America. Um, you guys love each other. Um, we all can do better. Jill, I want to thank you so much. Casey, all you guys who called into the show tonight. This is a huge problem in, every, in all communities. We all can do better, guys. Um, you know how I feel about you, and I hope you feel the exact same way about me. There's only three words I always say to you guys, America. What is it? I love you.
I hope she'd inspire me to do what I love, even though I might experience loss. Mama said, smile through the pain, it's okay. With blood, sweat, and tears, it's fun, it's no cost. She said, keep a good name, don't sell out for fame, boy, your soul is all that you got. Just remember who you are, baby, shoot for the stars, and you're sure to come out on top. Yeah, tonight I'm ordering, I understand more and I gotta move forward now, so I'ma keep climbing this hill, even though I might fall, I don't know any other way to live, so my all is what I give, and I'll keep climbing this hill, even though I might fall, I don't know any other way to live, so my all Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you'd like to be on the show or advertise your business, go to joelocketshow.com. We are one nation under God. A powerful message now with more power. From the Crawford Broadcasting Studios, the best Bible teachers in America with 100,000 watts at 101.1 FM. This is WXCU.